How you doing, fellow geeks? Uh, Robert GamerDad79 here, and uh, welcome to episode, uh, this is episode three, I believe, of the Four Geeks Talking Podcast. Uh, I am joined, I am joined by my uh, ever faithful uh, colleagues here, the uh, terrible trio. We first have uh, Jason, uh, One Punch Man, Wolfgang. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I call him One Punch Man because he kind of looks like him. He's got a bald head just like him. Fun fact, I also have One Punch Man tattooed on me. Yes, yes. Uh, then we also have a good buddy of mine. Uh, we used to call him the Schnoz. Uh, we got Nicola Di Natale. Howdy. <laughs> and then we got the Final Fantasy freak over there. Uh, we, have Mrs. we have Mrs. Angela Di Natale. Welcome to the panel. Hey, everybody. Okay, guys, so we got a lot we're going to talk about. This is probably going to be a two-parter here, right? So uh, we got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about, and then we're going to kind of segue. We're going to do a, uh, a Dark Tower retrospective, and that's probably going to be the part two. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone in this group are huge Dark Tower fans. I'm not sure about you, Jason, how big you are into the books. Um, I am fairly heavy into the books, but either way, that movie was a disgrace to all mankind. Oh, well, we'll talk about it. Save it, save it, save it. Spoilers. We're going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it later. Uh, I know. I have some opinions. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I know me and Nick, uh, we were huge into uh, the Dark Tower growing up. Mm-hmm. That was that was part of our, you know, honestly, part of our, our childhood. That's that's one of the things that we really bonded over with another good friend of ours. And I got a good story about that, and we'll talk about that when we start talking about that later. And I know Angela there is a big fan of the Dark Tower series as well. Yep. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to kick off the podcast tonight. We're going to talk about something that's coming out of We Got This Covered. Uh, now, I'm not a big, I'm not going to say supporter, but We Got This Covered isn't always the most I would say reliable news source out there. Nine um, times out of ten, they're wrong. But they they're they're claiming the people who are giving them their source for this is the same ones who give who gave them the scoop on the fact that a Green Lantern show was coming to HBO Max, which has been confirmed, and that Wonder Woman was going to have her golden eagle armor in Wonder Woman, which was also confirmed. So what this what this rumor is saying is that Warner's is interested in doing a live action Death of Superman movie, right? Right, based based off of the uh, the comic book of the same name. Now, the, to me, this is a you know I, I, this is a big deal, right? Um, I'm a huge Superman fan. He's my favorite superhero. Um, I don't think he's been done well so far by what uh, the new DC regime has done by him. Um, we can go into that. We can go into the debacle that was Justice League. We can talk about a whole bunch of other stuff on a separate podcast. Um, but I do want to bring up one other thing, and I posted this today in in uh, um, the GamerDad79 Facebook group, uh, Facebook page, excuse me, uh, a deepfake YouTuber. I don't know if you guys have seen this that I posted. They took the Henry Cavall we'll call it mustache gate, right? They took <laughs> the brutal looking mustache that was, that was digitally removed from Caval for, for justice league. And they improved upon it. And I would say they improved upon it tenfold. And that just goes to show me how little Warner brothers gave 
about Justice League. Excuse my language. I will probably bleep that out later. Um, they definitely didn't care about that movie. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about the fact that there is the possibility of a Death of Superman movie. Now, um, when I posted this article in the GamerDad79 group, a lot of people were like, well, we already did this, right? Didn't we just do that in Batman versus Superman? Didn't that already happen? Well, uh, let me just say this. I'm a big fan of the Death of Superman comics, okay? Uh, it was one of the very first big event comics that I followed as a kid. Um, I still have, I think, the black cover Death of Superman I think it's 75 uh, comic book in the wrapping, in the wrapping still somewhere. Um, I'm a, I was a big fan of it. I love it. I've read it to my daughter. I read the whole series to my daughter, The Death and Return of Superman. Uh, I like the new animated movie, Death of Superman. And when you bring about what happened in Batman versus Superman, that was not an adaption of the death of Superman. Uh, let me just be upfront and blunt with that. That was really just a, hey, let, let's kill off Superman and make this the central theme, right? I mean, the monster was barely doomsday that anyone recognizes from comics and cartoons and anything else that he's been in. Heck, even Smallville did, did doomsday better, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, so I would be excited to see a live action death of Superman movie. I think, it would, you know, if they did it right, um, they would have to follow the blueprints that they did for the animated movie, where it would have to be at least two parts to cover the death and return of Superman. Um, <laughs> it would have to involve a very large cast, which would almost make it a ensemble movie in itself. Um, and it would, unfortunately, because of the fact that they're talking about it, obviously would be separate from the DCEU, which there really isn't a DCEU at this point. It probably wouldn't star Henry Cavill. Now, I'm a big fan of Cavill as Superman. It's Cavill. Uh, I think he... It's okay, Henry whatever. Cavill. Sorry. Whatever. Um, I'm a big fan that, of him. <laughs> Three minutes. I'm a... Oh, God. <laughs> I am a big fan. Okay, I can't say last names right, all right? Look at my last name, okay? You spell my last name, everyone gets it wrong, okay? So I am going to get everyone, everyone gets else's... offended if they pronounce it wrong. Exactly, and I'm always going to say everyone's last name wrong just because everyone says mine wrong, so just deal with it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, Timmy. <laughs> um, but I like him as Superman. I thought he made a great Superman. They just didn't do enough with him. Um but I would like to see a, a death, death of Superman movie. Now, I don't know if Warner Brothers would be able to do it right. Let me be honest with you here. Uh, they haven't done much right uh, outside of casting Ben Affleck as an older Batman. The casting has been pretty spot on for the DC movies, I think. Um, I mean, but, Shazam was pretty good. I will give this, so. I'll so, give with the that. exception of the with the exception of the recent movies, I thought Aquaman was decent. Wonder Woman was great. And Shazam was pretty damn good as well. And I haven't seen Joker yet, but I heard that was pretty awesome. Joker is um, pretty awesome, but I wouldn't count it as DCEU, specifically due it's to spoilers not. at the end of it. It's a whole different timeline. Joker, should, the purpose of this conversation really shouldn't be – it shouldn't be a part of this conversation. 
Yeah, no. Well, so I, there's really not going to be a DCEU going forward, right? And this is another conversation we can get into. Uh, but this is there's not going to be a DCEU going forward, right? There's going to be separate universes. We're already getting the Batman uh, with and what's his face, uh, Twilight dude. Um, hey, that actually looks from what we've seen to be actually kind of okay from the costume uh, from the costume tests we've seen and the casting I've heard. If they're doing year one Batman, like it looks like it might, and it's going to be like Detective Batman, that might, uh, that one, I'm not even going to, I won't peel off the conversation into that. But honestly, after seeing Pattinson in more than just Twilight, I think he can knock it out. So I'm, I'm not saying anything against his uh, his acting ability, right? I'm, I'm not at all. I'm just not sure about what I've seen so far. I mean, it's not much, right? Yeah. We haven't seen much. But, You've seen a costume um, reveal in the Batmobile. So, I mean, that's yeah. about it. But... Getting back to the conversation, right? Um, outside of casting, I don't think DCU has done much good in the past with the DC movies. Um, what do you guys think about a uh, a Death of Superman movie? Uh, Jason, we'll start with you. Well, honestly, I agree with you in the fact that if they're going to do a Death of Superman movie, first off, to everybody who thinks that Batman v Superman did the Death of Superman, yes, it had a death and Superman was involved in it. That's about the only thing that it was related yeah. to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, if they do it, it has to be in two parts. And ideally, yep. I think they should do at least if they're going to, they should use this as a soft reboot for the DCEU because of all the other ancillary characters they would need to introduce to do it right. You would need to have you would need to have at least some form of the Justice League get involved. I mean, you yep. can keep the casting they got for 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 Wonder Woman because she's you know, Gal Gadot is amazing as at it, but you would need to get in some of the West Coast Justice Leaguers like Guy Gardner and but that- all of them. I mean, and even then, even in the aftermath, you would need to get past the huge hurdle of there are they've already attempted and failed one time to do steel, and we won't even discuss that. Oh, don't even. I'm not even going to discuss get, that. And that was not steel. To, you would need to do, as, as a side note, you would need to do the Metropolis Kid version of Superboy, which ideally mm-hmm. that would be awesome if they could do this Death of Superman in two parts, and ideally spin off that Superboy into his own TV show or something, because that would be cool. Um, but so let me let me jump in there for one quick second. Um, I don't I wouldn't use this at this as the soft reboot, and we're going to kind of get into the Flash movie here in a little bit. But I if if you're going to do a soft reboot of the DCEU, you do Flashpoint. That's how you soft reboot it, in my opinion. I get that's that, how you but soft at this it. point, due to a story, we're probably going to be talking about Flashpoint may or may not happen. So I'm saying that, that this is a theoretical timeline where Flashpoint doesn't happen and this may end up being the new jumping off point for the DCEU. Or, or here's a crazy idea. Uh, use the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths as a soft fucking reboot. Again, excuse me for the cursing. I will beat that out later. Just throw um, an adult warning Christ- on it at this point. The second part's probably going to be curse built anyway. Use use the Crisis on Infinite Earths as a soft reboot because they already pretty much they, they already said that the DCEU is exists in that multiverse. Yeah. Ideally, my I'm I'm still gonna die on the hill though. We're, we're jumping into Flash a little. I'm gonna die on the hill that Ezra Miller is a good Flash, but if they're gonna do Flashpoint, 
do it right and do it with Grant. I'm sorry. Grant is hmm. my Grant is my ideal choice for any version of Barry Allen at this point. We'll, we'll, getting, we'll talk about that. Getting, we'll talk back, about that. getting back to Superman, I think that given what DC has done in WB has done and proven to do the last couple of movies, they seem to have gotten less out of this whole, we want to do, we want to try and force an expanded universe. And then they have had great movies come out like um, Shazam, Wonder Woman and Joker. They honestly, I think could pull off the death of Superman if they cast Superman correctly which they haven't shown any point that they have been unwilling to at least listen to fans or at least listen to people who know the source material on casting for, for any mm-hmm. version of Superman. Honestly, my idea would be Brandon Routh coming back as Superman, but that is... Oh, let's, let, yeah, let's not get started on that. He's, yeah, yeah that, I would love to see that. I would love to see that, but unfortunately, the stars probably will never align like that again. But um, honestly... There, is, there, there, are, there have been rumors that there's some sort of limited... Uh, series in talks for HBO Max well, with Brandon Routh's version of Superman. There yeah, were some rumors about that. There were some rumors, but then again, it was before this whole certain public health crisis came out. And like anything that True. anything that involves new casting or anything like that, I take with a huge grain of salt, given everything going on in the world today. So, but yeah, honestly, I agree with you that if they do it correctly, it could be good. But I'm extremely cautious given D- given WB's history with the property. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Angela, what about you? What do you think? Uh, it, I'm admittedly not a DC girl. Um, I'm I'm a Marvel fan. I never really got into the DC uh, characters. Hot uh, shoe. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it like this though. I'm gonna say it as somebody who's on the outside looking in, who admittedly doesn't know the history of all these characters, who's not invested in these characters, except Jason Momoa, call me. But (laughs) I'll say this. Anytime they're going to put out a new movie, DCEU, non-DCEU, LMNOP, whatever the frig y'all are doing, you got to woo me, right? I'm, I'm not going to go see a DC movie unless there's something about it that captivates me. Now, I remember when that comic came out, I remember there was a huge deal. Superman's dead. What do you mean Superman's dead? He can't die. Oh, it's doomsday. Oh, my God. And the the graphic of the cover, I remember it. And I'm not even a fan. So they're going to have to do something that's going to just bring me in and say, not even so much the cast. I'm not invested in the actors so much for these characters as you guys are. Give me a different movie, <coughs> Dark Tower. <coughs> give me something else, and we can have that argument. But you got to give me the story. You got to make it look like something that I'd want to go see. Holy crap! They're gonna a two part death and return of Superman movie. Oh yeah, sign me up because this looks amazing. I haven't even seen Wonder Woman, but I want to because it looked oh, amazing. Man. Hush! It looked good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I will happily a, watch Wonder Woman because yeah. Gal Gadot. You're killing me. Honestly, Neither can Jason Momoa. Honestly, you're killing me. And yeah. if it makes you feel anything about your, you know, like I'm a massive DC and a Marvel fan, and Wonder Woman is so good, my wife went to the theater to see it more than once. Wow. And she, That's and cool. she hates comic book movies. Well, not that yeah. I won't say hates, she's not as big of a comic book nerd as I am. 
Like yeah. she went and saw she went and saw the Avengers movies with me just because it was time we could spend together. But she kind of treats me a little bit like the big child in the family where she'll just pat my head and go, you're nerding <laughs> out, that's fine. But yeah, yeah no, not- and you have to see Wonder Woman. It is fantastic. I, I will. I'm not a, I'm not against the films at all. It's just with all the other things going on, like uh, I mentioned in I think our first podcast that I, I'm not a person that goes to the movies often. So for me to sit down yeah. and actually give two hours of my time or so to something like this, it better be worth it. And for me to watch a DC movie, they're from a broad perspective, the powers that be really have to make it something special. Okay. Nick, what about you? I think DC needs to walk away from this. Straight up, just no, put it down, walk away. They, so far, because most of the DC movies, like there's a few in there that really aren't bad, right? But but those are the exception and not the rule. Anytime they try to do something with the DCEU, they, for the most part, have failed, and they they failed badly at it. Like Batman v Superman, yes, we got the movie, but it wasn't all that awesome. We finally got a Justice movie. But who was smoking crack when they were shooting it? They had some really good ideas. Yeah. And, 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 and they, just, they, they just fumbled it. Yeah, Aquaman's pretty good. Wonder Woman's pretty good. There's some good moments there. But right now, if you asked me, I'd be like, look, leave the big movies to Marvel. DC has the animated movies, the animated series, and the series unlocked. Marvel sucks at that. And that's where DC should be jumping in because Marvel's only got like what Agents of Shield. They have like at the at the moment, yeah. At the moment, they only have Agents of Shield, and I think that's on its last season. And then, well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to premiere next year, and all of this team, the live action shows they have for Disney Plus, were supposed to start, but those have been also again put on hold. I know, but like take take shows like Arrow, Supergirl, Flash. Those things are going strong, man. Like Arrow finally wrapped up after like what seven seasons. That's seven where DC, seasons, yeah, eight. yeah. So like that's that that's DC's game. Them trying to go into these movies, it's like a drunk man that's like, yeah, I can take this guy. Yeah, sure. He's only got three lives. I got like, no, stop. Come on. Do you think? See, that's well, a good question. Do you think the the powers at DC? We're in a like a three-legged man race with Marvel trying to put out all these blockbusters. I think so. I honestly think so. So, so here, here's here's my opinion, right? Um, DC has proven they can do good event movies, things that are not tied together, right? So you look at the Nolan verse Batman; they were excellent. Yeah. Christian Bale and like those were excellent series. Um, Shazam was really freaking good and it only had like the smallest ties to the DCEU Shazam um, was a Joker Joker became a, talk about a sleeper became a huge hit everyone was worried about oh social justice warrior stuff involved in Joker and it became how, how much did it earn over a billion dollars right it, it became a huge hit for DC and I this is what I've been saying for a while right they need to stop trying to catch up to what Marvel's doing and do something different instead of creating this connected universe 
unless they're going to do it right and start from scratch and do all the individual movies first and then move on to a big Justice League type movie, they should just focus on doing event style movies. Death of Superman. Death of Superman is an event style movie. You can drag that out over two to three movies if you wanted to do a trilogy based on like some of the bigger, huge events that have happened in the DC universe. Right. You don't, and they don't have to have, they don't have to have the same casting. They don't have to have the same people involved in it. It's just a new series, like a new trilogy of movies based on different major events that happen in the DC universe in the past. And you don't have to do a connected universe to do that. See, I completely disagree because it's speaking again as somebody who's not invested in this realm, in this world. I'm coming up on how many friggin' Batman movies since the since the 1991 with with Michael Keaton, which 89, 1989, or 80, whatever. Yeah, 89 was the first one. 89 was the first one. Movie, great movie, brown, yeah, awesome. Then you have the subsequent movies, and then, you know, your Batman switch out, as they will do. We're not going to talk about George Clooney. My whole... Oh, boy. No. Bat nipples. Bat nipples. My whole argument is the people who are running things with the DC stamp in their hands keep reinventing it and keep creating the DC world. And again, it's the friggin' origin story in a different timeline. And, you know, they're going to make a movie where Thomas Wayne's alive and the, the, the crisis paradox or whatever, the, whatever there is. I I don't know my left hand from my right. To be Everybody, ah, uh, that's cheap. Everybody <laughs> is reinventing the wheel when it comes to Batman. I don't know which Batman to watch. The Christian Bale trilogy. Oh, Heath Ledger's the best Joker ever. Okay, that's great. But then they make another movie with another cast and a new timeline, and I'm sick of it. At least with Marvel, you had a you had a a, a, a regular timeline. Everything flowed. It actually got incorporated into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You didn't have to watch it in, you know, in, in order, but you could. It made for some fun kicks. I don't know what DC's doing. And it, it's, it's annoying to me because somebody who really wants to give it a chance, I'm like, I give up. I, I don't have the time to understand where everything falls and, and who did what with whom and who's Batman this week. That, it just annoys me. The only way I personally would see that if they were going to go with a connected timeline is they have to they have to reboot and start over and uh, start the way Marvel did, um, which is individual movies that lead up to a major movie. And they, they can't and they're going to have to, you know, at this point, things are so screwed up in the dceu right yep. you don't even know if you don't even know if, if henry uh cavill there you go jason um is coming back as superman we don't even know uh it's probably not gonna happen um but they would need to start over once again if they were going to do that that's why i think they need to to just stick with event style moves Rob. I'll I'll play devil's advocate. The was it the MCU took like what twenty years and got what like billions of dollars for it to pan out the way uh-huh. it did. Can you honestly, honestly, and especially given DC's track record on this, given what they've put out so far, can you honestly imagine them 
doing anything even remotely close to that because I can't. Well, that's the problem, and 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 we're we're, we're spending a lot of time in this topic. <laughs> Look the problem start. is, is they they were they were so focused on catching up with Marvel, they did not focus on doing their own thing, and they they jumped the gun in a lot of ways. Right, Man of Steel was a success, right? It made a lot of money, but they didn't break a billion dollars. And that, for some reason, scared Warner Brothers and said, oh, we need our freaking DC Lord and Savior. We need freaking Batman to come in, and we're not even going to do a young Batman. We're not going to do a, a, a new Batman. We're going to do a Batman that's already established and blah, 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 blah. And instead of, of going with the plan, because originally, if you go back and you read a lot of the interviews, especially after Man of Steel, you know, they went out and they said that, so these other people are out there, right? You know, uh, Bruce Wayne, is, you know, you, you saw, you know, there was Easter eggs in it, Wayne Tech and Luther Corp and all this other stuff. There was there. And so you knew there was a Bruce Wayne and they said that, you know, these other heroes were out there, but they weren't in the light yet because they were scared, right? So maybe, um, you know, Barry Allen just recently got hit with the lightning, but didn't know what to do. And now that Superman was the, supposed to be in this universe, he was supposed to be the first superhero and they were supposed to build other movies off of him. They didn't go that route because man of steel didn't break a billion dollars. It worried Warner Brothers. Instead of staying the course they were on, they decided to, we need to jump the gun and move right into Justice League, right? So they did what? One more movie before Justice League? Two. Wonder Woman was one of them, right? Yeah. But they didn't, they, didn't take, they didn't take the time to build these characters up. And at this point, I don't see Warner Brothers doing a complete reboot because we already know the Batman is in production or will be back in production when this is all said and done. Um, they already had a script for the next uh, Aquaman movie. Um, I don't know when pre-production was supposed to start on that. Uh, well, again, we're gonna get we're gonna get into the Flash here in a little bit, but we got the next Wonder Woman coming out. They are they have a plan of at least three more uh, Shazam movies. There's a Black Adam movie that's supposed to be coming out, but none of these are really supposed to be connected to any greater DCEU. Um, I don't see DC starting over again, so that's why I think they should focus on event style movies, and I think the death of Superman could be a good start to that. Anybody got anything else? Nah. 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 All right. So we're going to move over to. <laughs> All right. Next. Okay. We're going to go to our next topic. Um, so the uh, two of the executive producers on The Office have uh, announced plans for a new show. Um, it's uh, Ben Silverman and Paul Lieberstein, I think you say is how you say yep. his name. Uh, they want they want to create a show that focuses on an you know it's not going to be like an extension of the office, but it's going to be an office style show, but focus that focuses on uh, teleworking and they how they think that is 
ripe for some good comedy gold. And I tend to agree with that. I think there is some really funny stuff that could come out of a show that focuses on teleworking. Now, uh, Angela, I know you had this, uh, this concern uh, where you were, where you thought that they were going to focus on the fact that it was going to be the coronavirus and everyone working at home. Uh, well, they, they said they're not going to, it's not going to have anything to do with the virus because they think that would be too dark. But for whatever reason, these characters are going to be teleworking from home and you have an office style show that uh, takes place in that environment. Um, since you are a big office fan, uh, Angela, we'll go ahead and start with you. What do you think of this? This is very tricky. This is, this is a, a high wire act. The whole dynamic of a television show and a comedy to boot is interpersonal relationships. You got to build that relationship. If we're going to st- speak strictly about the office, because Paul's attachment to it and those listening, he played Toby on the office. Um, you waited, <laughs> shut up. You waited how long for Jim and Pam to get together? You wait. You know, when you watch a television show, you want to see that relationship develop. When we talk about the office, we were talking about watching Jim and Pam's relationship flourish. You know, the back and forth, mm-hmm. the flirting. They were both with people. The conflicts. Just any relationship on the show. You know, you when you're a diehard fan like I am. You really get nitpicky and you watch each individual character arc and you can see how through the course of the show, Michael went from a real jerk to a very caring, awesome boss. The problem with teleworking and trying to make a show out of it is I can see the appeal. I don't see it lasting for more than one or two seasons. Nick and I have been working from home the better part of a month now and he has seen me go absolutely crazy because i have to get on numerous conference calls a day and thank the lord i know where the mute button is on my phone because it is that aggravating and <laughs> i don't see any humor in it and i don't see how people can write a comedy about so working I'm, from so l- let me let me uh let me be devil's advocate here I don't think you would see the comedy in it because you are involved in it, right? So um, to, an outside, to an outside source, it might be hilarious hearing you mute them and go, these mother – they start they all getting all pissed off about that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there might be some comedy that could come out of that. There can, but I think – I think it's going to showcase a lot of loneliness, you know? I mean, there's there's going to be the episode where, you know, they can't get the Zoom call to work. And there's going to be the episode where they, someone's ordering, they all have like a, a pizza party over, over their Skype connection. And I can think of episode plots off the top of my head, but I don't see a dynamic. I don't see an underlying B plot that's going to carry the show into another season. What's the reason they're all teleworking? If they're not going to say pandemic, well, then what? Oh, they're getting a new office space. Okay. How do you make that work for, for 12, 20 episodes for a season? Or you do a six-episode pilot type of season and hope to get the call back. I, I wish them a lot of luck. I just don't see it being successful. Okay. Nick, what about you? What do you think? Um, for the most part, I kind of agree with Ange, but I think a big part of it really depends on 
are they all just straight up teleworking or like, are they going to blend it where it's like some telework and some episodes where they're meeting face to face, because that'll give a lot more flexibility. But I think it's, especially now in, in, in the circumstances, it's relevant enough that it's got a, a shot and not sucking, but it's also got the, you know, Angela does make some good points, you know, I think it's how many times how many times can you have oh you know silly Pam doesn't know how to use the camera on her laptop so they they got to come at it with with more than like the same three jokes and if they could do that they might have an unexpected success I just don't I don't see the long lasting appeal and I I don't see it it it's too on the front lines I don't you know that you know that old joke you have to wait twenty years before AIDS can be funny. Or the, the Lincoln assassination just got funny. Okay. This is too in everybody's right, face. The There's show. enough memes on Facebook right now that are that are carrying this. I don't need a sitcom. I'll do you one better. Look at the biggest show on Netflix right now. What is it? Joe Exotic? Oh, Tiger King. Tiger King. Oh, if that shows by the chance, I'm willing to give this a shot. That's apples, apples and bonobos. Apples and bonobos. <laughs> apples and bonobos. You've been watching too much kid My- shows. My, every quick quick sidebar every time my brother visits in the, the couple of years he's been visiting with the summer my mom will feed the baby and she'll put that song on and my my brother mimics shooting himself in the head when they get to apples and bononos absolutely nuts hi jason what I'm about glad you, you guys you- got it. <laughs> well honestly low-key Angela's not the only massive fan of The Office that you know. I'm a Woo! total nerd for The Office. I just oh, got I love it. Side note, I just got done with my third rewatch of it like yesterday, I think. Oh, amateur. So, so, well, <laughs> hey, I okay, have so other I'm, things on I'm my a backlog. rookie then. I'm a rookie uh, then because I have, I've I only watched it once. Backlog, but um, <gasps> no, honestly. Yes, my we've only watched thing, it once. My whole the thing office. is that. The reason The Office worked in the first place was that it was, its writing was fantastic. It was not like a show that we didn't watch. What's that, Jason? Give me a second. I was was hearing a lot of background noise. Um, No, um, the whole thing with me isn't so much the idea of an Office reboot or a continuation or a spinoff in some way, shape, or form is a terrible idea because it's been long enough since the original came out and the original is has such a cult and a massive following right now Mm -hmm. that i'm guaranteeing you that people are begging for more content like that the problem is is the writer in my book has to be michael sure it has to be the and if you don't know who he is he's the guy who wrote parks and rec the good place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he also helped write The Office and make it what it was. He also played most on The Office. He was Dwight's crazy brother. Cousin. Um, <laughs> yeah, cousin, yeah. He was Dwight's qu- crazy cousin, the good evening children guy. That was him. Um, but honestly, without the, the writing staff, or at least comparable quality to that, Angie makes all fantastic points. You can only cram so much out of it. Like, if it's teleworking, you won't get... Because all the seasons of The Office had an ongoing B-plot that kept your attention through all the crazy annex. 
like season one was there was, you know, the start of the Jim and Pam stuff, but then there was also the overarching thing of, Oh, somebody at the office needs to get the, there might be downsizing that I think was like a two season long arc where they were worried about the whole office shutting down. And that's kind of one of the things you tuned, tuned in for. And then it moved into the company struggling. So what's going to happen with it? It, There were so many arcs that relied on all of the characters being in the same spot, not working from home that like Ann said, yeah, you're gonna end up with the you're gonna end up with the oh no, the Zoom calls broken episode. You're gonna end up with the somebody ordered pizza for everybody, but they didn't order it from the right pizza place, and it was all in Skype Zoom call thing. You're gonna end up with all of the canned tropes from all of this, with none of the actual heart, unless you can get like you said, the guy who plays Toby is the one who wants to do this, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I mean, if you can get any of the old characters back, if it is indeed like a spinoff of it, if you can get any of the old, if you can get any of the old characters back, I don't for think at it's. Least a, a, a it's I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a brand new show. It's not going to be uh, tied to the office at all. That was the uh, other he, point. That was the other problem I was going to have with it because right now, pretty much everyone is screaming. For them to do, because of the way the office was was formulated, you can really easily bring that back for a limited series. And with them, with NBC starting out their own streaming series, what yeah. everybody wants to do is what Friends is allegedly doing with that docu style, <laughs> with that docu series style thing. They can do a ten years later or whatever. Where are they now? One off episode of The Office and be good with that. If this is completely unrelated to the office, give it to Michael Shore, and I'm willing to give anything Michael Shore does a shot. But if it's you know, just I'm, all teleworking, I have to agree mostly with Ange that it's either going to be completely too on the nose, or it's not going to have enough backstory, you know, other things to keep my interest for more than maybe one or two episodes. You know, on a side note, um, there is already a new Office-style show, I guess, getting ready to come to Netflix uh, with, uh, what's his name, the guy who played Michael. I can't, I'm blanking on his name Steve right Carole. now. Yeah, Steve Carell's going to be in it, and it's a spinoff. That, it's not a spinoff. It's a, it's a show based entirely off of uh, the Space Force. The Space Force. That, that uh, our yeah. fearless leader just it's basically It's basically the Office in space, or like it, it's going to revolve around the Space Force and an office-style environment. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing that coming out. I don't know if it's yeah. on Netflix yet or it's coming to Netflix. No, it's coming to but, Netflix, no. and it should be coming to Netflix allegedly by the end of the year, which means that they looks, already have some of it in the can if they're releasing production photos. It, it looked it looked kind of funny from what I saw. Yeah. yeah. I will well, say I, this much as, as, a, as a last statement on the whole thing. Yeah, People are, are scrambling, like Jason said, for that type of show again, or, or at least us ultra fans, or I always have it on at some point. Like Nick, Nick has yelled at me. Why yeah. are you watching the office? The only episode, else? the only episode I refuse to rewatch because I suffered enough through the first one is Scott's Tots. I can't ever watch that yeah. again. It's just too cringy. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that for ultra fans, so much. I think I'm not speaking for people, but in my opinion, I don't need another Office type show. So Jenna and Angela have a weekly podcast that they're rewatching the series. Office Ladies is the- awesome. Office Ladies is amazing. Avenue 5 is coming out. John Krasinski has uh, some good news ch- on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rain Wilson has the Hey Human Facebook and Instagram where he interviews his old castmates, interviews people. He went to Billy Island's house. Uh, 
they're all doing things. If they're not on a new show, they're all doing things to keep themselves relevant because the office has seen a resurgence in people watching it. And it's about to exit Netflix at the end of the year and people are going to be scrambling for something. So I get why Paul and whomever are going to be on it. But I know it's not a direct reboot. I know it's not directly related to the office as we know it, but you would have a better shot in my eyes of creating a television show or creating a a one-off reunion special where like Pete and Erin get married and everybody shows up to the wedding or, or whatever instead of creating something out of nothing to try and capture that, that spark, you're not going to do it. One last Mm -hmm. final note on this in in terms of cast members and what they're doing right now. If no one's watched star Trek, uh, star Trek discovery, rain Wilson, rain Wilson was cast as the new Henry mud from the original series. And I I would give, I would give nothing but my entire soul for a 12 episode limited series of just Henry Mudd doing Henry Mudd things and Henry Mudd. He was, he was, he was perfect as Henry Mudd. Yes, he was. was. (laughs) He was perfect as Henry Mudd. Well, all right. So then um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic here. Uh, This one shouldn't take too long, but I would want to talk about real quick. um, Sony finally gave us a look at (laughs) at least some portion of the PS5 here. Uh, they showed us the controller. Um, now, the controller's got some pretty nifty things in it uh, that I think can help, uh, and pardon the pun, change the game going forward, right? Uh, one of them is um, hepatic, I think that's how you say it, haptic. hepatic feedback, whatever, haptic. right? The haptic <laughs> feedback, right, where you're going to feel like you're going to get the hits and all these different things involved in it. And then you've got the uh, adaptive triggers on it where you're going to be able to, they were saying like mimic uh, the tension on the pull of a bow or something along those lines. Right. So I, I, there's a lot of really interesting um, uh, stuff that's going to be involved in the controller. And I think it actually looks kind of cool. I like, I like the design of the controller as well. So I want to put it out there and Jason, you're my, uh, you're my tech guy. So we're going to go ahead and start with you. What do you think? about the new PlayStation 5 controller. First off the cuff remark when I saw it, I went, oh my God, that's the, that's the ugliest controller I've ever seen in my life. Mm. No <laughs> spicy, way. It's- spicy hot take right there. I took a look at it. No and I'm all kidding. Like, I just went that, I am in the, I am in the uh, half of the internet that took one look at that and went, ooh. But then I realized, I <laughs> wow, took a step back I and it. I went, I took a step back and I went, if they can get it all in black, it would do a lot for the aesthetic. As far as I like the black and white. I like it. As far as the aesthetic, you know, as far as the actual features of it go, it depends on how they're utilized. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it has haptic feedback and all of that stuff. And honestly, if the haptic feedback is used well, that could be a real game changer for even Microsoft, Microsoft to try and counteract. Because that's putting it on the level of competing with some of the new VR tech that's coming out where you have gloves out that do, you know, that, yeah. that mimic that too. That actually is a cool feature. Like if you can actually play a game and then have the resistance of an actual gun trigger if you're playing Call of Duty, that would change a lot. I am completely happy with that. Um, my problem, uh, as with most things that come with Sony, is if it doesn't have widespread adoption and is liked right off the bat, 
I'm looking at you, PlayStation 4 touchpad. What ends up usually happening yeah, is, is the developers don't know what to do with it, but they're required to do something with it, so it ends up being a gimmick or very badly used. Yeah, Just the like touchpad the touchpad didn't make any sense. The touchpad didn't make any sense, but when you go back, go back and look at the presentation, because they had so many plans for that touchpad, and it basically turned into a glorified giant select button. Yeah, like that's my problem with anything. Or map that's so, button or it's, whatever. It's a map button. Like it, it's more of a pain in the butt than it is anything else. As far yeah. as it goes for the rest of it, I don't. I don't necessarily subscribe to the whole. You know, the hate everyone's doing and um, venturing slightly into PG territory here, PG thirteen territory here. Everyone's first impression that I knew said, uh, "Oh my god, it looks like it, it. It looks like Diva from Overwatch. If Diva from Overwatch was bending over in front of you." Like that, I don't subscribe to any of that kind of stuff. But as far as as far as the tech goes in it, I honestly see there's a lot of good ideas there. Whether or not it's going to be implemented correctly by the developers is what I'm waiting okay. to see. That's me. Okay, all right, I see that. Uh, Nick, what about you? What do you think about the new controller? So I actually had to take a chance to look at it. I'm not, I don't, as, as, as far as aesthetics go, I don't straight up hate it. I know Sony tends to kind of have this mentality of if it works, don't change it. So the fact they're at least changing the visuals a little bit does make, you know, show they're willing to break away a little bit. But otherwise, like the controller so far, it, 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 it has some improvements, but there's nothing straight up that makes me go, yes, I must have this. I think mm -hmm. it would make a lot more sense if with what they gave with the haptic feedback and all that and the touchpad, if they straight up said to developers, hey, man, you could use it for these things here. Because I think if the developers try to figure it out, they're going to they're, they're gonna do what they did in the past with it. You said it's a gimmick. The haptic feedback, like I played games on my tablet that have that where, like, you know, it vibrates when you shoot a gun. It's a nice touch, but it's it's not it's not the reason I'm going to go bananas for it. But I think it could be an interesting element, or at least a good jump off point, to see what they do with it next. Okay, Angela, what about you? Anything you're I, excited I, about? No, I I agree with the guys. I'm looking at this as a gimmick. I I don't care. I don't care what they do to the controller. You want to impress me? Make the system itself something great. I had to uninstall five mother jumping games off the PS4 just to install Final Fantasy VII. Give me a freaking console that can hold my crap. I don't care about the, the, the joystick, the controller, whatever, man. I'm old. My, my phone has haptic feedback. I, I use it when I text. I don't care. I don't play the type of games where that would mean anything to me. I'm not a racing game type of person. I'm not going to go fishing. Uh, I mean, it really. I pay money to watch you try a fishing game. Oh my god, no. I would honestly pay the same amount. No, I would have to see <laughs> Angie and, goes fishing. And Angie goes I will, fishing. I will spend the $10 and I will gift you Ultimate Fishing Simulator for the Switch just to hear you rage about it. <laughs> <laughs> You do that, I will just sit there. Podcast and, it. And, yes, I will record it or live stream it on Facebook yeah. just to watch. You're, 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 guys, you're talking to somebody who made Nick stay in the bathroom because the Rangers were finally winning a game. And one day he came out and they lost. 
I was crouched on top of our coffee table screaming obscenities about the opposing goalie's mother. You'd love that. Nice. <laughs> I might actually yeah. do this then, just because it would be hilarious to watch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Allegedly, but yeah, so, according, so, to, according to everyone who's actually played this, the Ultimate Fishing Simulator is apparently actually kind of good, but it's always on sale on the Switch store for like two bucks. Oh, my God. I hate fishing in Animal Crossing. I know. No. <laughs> I, I, my son had to just show me the trick to doing the fishing today because I don't have a, I don't, I use a Switch Lite primarily, so I don't get the feedback. Oh. So that's even more annoying for me because I'm assuming the controller vibrates when you throw the, when you throw the fishing rod. Am I right? When, when the fish touches the lure. Yeah. Yeah, I have to actually watch the screen and time it. <laughs> like an animal. Like an animal who's got to use hand-eye. I got to use no, hand-eye coordination. But basically, you know, if, if Sony wants to impress me, you know, make, make sure the PS5 is a, is a knockout console. Or you know what? Double down in virtual reality. I'm dying for a VR escape room that, that's worth its weight in money. I will pay yeah, good we, money we for a VR about escape that. room. We oh, about man. That. Okay. Um, so everyone put in their two cents about the controller. I honestly think it looks pretty good. Um, and like you said, Jason, if a develop, it's up, it's going to be up to developers to use the technology involved in it to enhance, right? Angel, like you were saying, right? It's it's not about the controller. It's going to be about the experience you have with the game. And I think this controller could help enhance some of those experiences, right? I mean, imagine playing Final Fantasy VII with the controller and you're feeling all the hits you're taking in combat, right, in different areas. And I think that'd be kind of uh, interesting to do. Uh, again, it's going to be up to developers to take advantage of the tech, and uh, we'll see what they can do. We'll see what they can do. Um, so speaking of Final Fantasy VII, right, it is one of the biggest games to come out, and uh, everyone's talking about it. Now, Jason, I know you don't own a PlayStation anymore. Um, so but you I, can have, I have watched the entirety of it. So I can't. Okay. I, I specifically went through and I watched a playthrough of it just so I can comment on it. Not to mention I'm a massive Final Fantasy VII nerd anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to know is, is what – now – I don't know how much you can speak to this, uh, uh, Jason, because you haven't played it yourself, but I want to know what everyone's experience with the game is so far, what you think about it, what you think about, and, and what do you think about the game itself? Like, what is it, what do you feel about the changes and the expanding stuff on it, stuff like that? Um, for me, I'm only a few hours into it. Um, I, 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 and I'll be honest here, I don't remember much of the original Final Fantasy VII, except for some of the bigger moments in the game. Like, it's been so many years since I played it. Uh, but there's definitely stuff that, I re that I've been playing in the new one that were not in the original. And I really like how they expanded on a lot of that stuff. They, they really went into the backstory. Well, they, they ex expanded on the characters, like a lot of the side characters, quite a bit more. There. Um, um, do you mind if I jump in? Is someone? I just want to get this out there, really quickly, what? just before the two people who have played it have. Story-wise, since um, how far has everyone gotten? Has anybody beaten it? No. No. Okay. Not even close. So, Not even so, close. 
the ending, I want to re- readdress the ending as its own separate topic once everybody's beaten it. Because the ending, I have a feeling, is going to be a controversial hot button with a lot of people. Oh, man, don't tell me that. I'm not going to – I'm not going to wreck anything for you. But what I am going to say from a Final Fantasy nerd's perspective is if you were going in thinking this was going to be a straight-up remake in three parts of Final Fantasy VII, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, Throw no, that no. out the window because the last ten minutes of the game completely upends the entire story. I bet. <laughs> like, I, bet. I heard the arguments and then I watched it and I was, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but there's a moment in the game where you sit there and you go, oh, so this is not your mother's Final Fantasy VII. Gotcha. They're clearly oh gearing this up to have started from a common ground and then really, really expand on it from a lore perspective. I love the oh, fact geez. that there are so many different there are so many different side quests. You can explore Midgard so much more than you ever could in anything else. The voice acting is superb. The animation is superb. Honestly, it nearly made me want to buy a PlayStation 4 again, but I couldn't. I, I, I don't need another game console. Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, so I, I'm loving the combat system. I know that was a point of contention for a lot of people. I'm loving the combat system. Uh, I'm loving the, like you said, the animation spot on. The voice acting is really good. And the story so far has been excellent, at least in my opinion. Uh, Nick, now I don't know if you're playing it specifically. I know Not you're probably really. watching I'm watching Angie. I know you're probably watching Angie. So, Ange, um, Nick, you can chime in if you have any comments about it. But, Angela, what do you what, what do you think about it so far? I absolutely love it. When I watched you stream it, I was having a lot of debate on your on your boards about should I cancel the pre order? I don't want the pre order. Should I do it? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And watching you play it sold me. I love this game. I know it's not a direct adaptation. I know a little bit more than I care to admit. I kind of got spoiled, but I, I'm loving it. I love the combat did, system. It kind of reminds Ange, me of God did they of wreck War. You, Ange, did they wreck you on the last 10 minutes of the game? I don't know the last 10 minutes. I know they go into the backstory of Jesse and Biggs and Wedge. I know that Something happens to somebody that doesn't happen in the game, in the original yeah. game. Stop, 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 stop. Don't tell me. Yeah, that's I'm not, that's, I'm not, gonna, I'm not that's dropping bombs. You already okay. know basically the ending. Okay, but. Stuff happens to different people. Stuff happens to different people, and the, the, the next release will make it all better. I know overall it's, it's not your mother's Final Fantasy VII. I know this. It's your sister's. It's your sister's. So playing it, I, I'm not far in at all. I just got um, I just got off the train. I'm about to go meet up with Tifa. Let me tell you this much. Loving the game, loving the materia, loving the, the uh, battle, how you battle. Um, I'm going to girl out and say that when Eris walked on the screen, I got really choked up. Oh, man, wait till you yeah. see what happens to her. Shut up. Because I don't know what happened. I haven't completely played the game six times. So, no. And I'll tell you this much. I'm I'm a person who's always looking for hidden meanings and and whatever in in games and like little Easter eggs and stuff. When you meet 
heiress in the street and she gives you the flower and you have a dialogue yeah. with her. There's something about the dialogue that made me think the writers put it in there as an homage to the first game. She says something, and I don't remember the exact line, that made me think like, oh, she knows what's going on. She's been down this road before. Nope. And it just, That's it, actually it, for the ending. Okay. That's deliberate. Well, That's deliberate. I, I think the voice cast is deliberate. I figured. I think the voice cast is great. My boy Gideon Emery mm -hmm. is in the game, and he's done all of my favorite characters across multiple games. Um, our dude from Breaking Bad is in it. His name's Matt Jones. If you guys Matt remember, Jones he played Badger. Matt Jones is Matt Wedge. Matt Jones is Wedge. My boy, yes, Badger sir. Wedge. I did not. I did not. Badger is that. Wedge. Nice. <laughs> I think. I think Barrett's a little overdone, but I get. Oh it. my lord, he's over the top. But it's oh Barrett. My lord, he has is to he kind over, of the be top. over the top. Dumb. Like the planet is crying out in pain. Can you feel it? And he was like, he was like an event. He was like an evangelist. I was like, what is going on with this guy? That's Am I the only one that thought his character was always though? So. Hold up. Am I the only one that thought Barrett looked like a really roided up version of like Blade? Like if you took if Blade and Shaft had a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Mr. it's yeah, no, I it's basically Mister. It's it's basically Mr. T if he had a whole crap load of hair and didn't had a diet of nothing oh my but Lord. steroids. Yeah, it was that, just so, that's Barrett. In the very beginning, in the elevator scenes, it's, he's hilarious. Like, yeah. can you feel it? The planet is crying out in pain. Can you? And he's pointing at a cloud. <laughs> can you feel it? I know you can. I was like, what the hell, Rob? <laughs> like, Rob. When when yeah. Barrett's talking, doesn't he remind you of the preacher that's in the Dark Tower series? Say God. Oh my Say Lord. God. Say God. Say God bomb. <laughs> so wait, before I don't want I don't want spoilers. I don't want I don't want anything that's gonna jack up Rob or anything like that. But but Jason, without giving anything away, where does the game la, end? La, 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 no, no, no. La, la, la. In no, terms Rob, of this like, isn't actually gonna be a spoiler. Okay. Oh my lord. So is it like are they a temple of the ancients? Where in the storyline does the game stop? After they deal with Shinra. Okay. After the motorcycle chase? After the motorcycle chase. Actually, to be oh. deadly specific, and this isn't a spoiler, it ends pretty much dead in the middle of the motorcycle chase. Okay, cool. Okay, because so there's that's plenty the of point, for... That's the point where everything you think you know about the game goes off the rails. I'm just going to point I that out. I think I'm going to like the off the rails part, though. I'm gonna have to stop playing again now. Yeah. It's been a few days. Well, I've been playing while we were doing this. Dude. No, stop it. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, I need to grab my switch because my son told me he wants apples. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna uh, do one last topic here, and this is kind of a big one, um, kind of a controversial topic right now. So uh, I'm sure everyone by now has seen the footage. Um, there is footage out there of Ezra Miller, a.k.a. Barry Allen from the DCEU, The Flash, uh, apparently grabbing a what appears to be a fan by the throat, uh, put it, throwing her up against a wall, and then dragging her down to the ground. Now, watching the footage, uh, now obviously this is a bad look for Miller, this is a bad look for Warner Brothers, um, Watching the footage, if you watch it closely, I watched it quite a few times, right? 
the the woman seems to be laughing the entire time. Number one, um, Miller doesn't seem to really be that aggressive in his move, movements with her. She seems to be laughing the entire time. Um, and Miller himself doesn't seem to be like genuinely angry. So like the whole scene seems very weird. Like it feels to me like either they were a couple of friends goofing off or something along those lines. The only thing that made me think that this was serious was when the cameraman goes, whoa, 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 hold on a minute, bro. When he grabs the girl and, and, and brings her down, like he, he throws her onto something. So what do you guys think? Me personally, I and so far there's been no charges brought up against Miller. I know Warner Brothers said they are looking into the matter. Um, they have said, well, they, they haven't said, but there are insiders uh, that are saying that Warner Brothers is ready to move ahead with the Flash movie with or without Ezra Miller in the title role. Um, I'm sure you guys have had a chance to review the footage. Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. What do you think about this situation? So let me, before I speak my mind on this, let me ask a question. Has Ezra Miller or whatever lady that was may or may not playfully chokeslammed or whatever. Have either one of them said anything so far or no? Because I haven't heard it. No. No, not that I've seen, and no charges have been pressed against Miller either. Then until someone that was, like, directly involved says something, then it's it's really subjective. Like, I've seen the video. I sort of get the same vibe where it looks playful, but it can look menacing. And also, what the hell is Ezra Miller doing like with, with, you know, a woman like that? Because just from a general perspective, listen, man, I'm never going to be a Hollywood celebrity. If I randomly go up to a woman to do that, even if it's like my sister, it's, you know, someone's going to look at me and be like, whoa, whoa, dude, what are you doing? So I think it's, it's still too ambiguous to really know for sure what's going on. But I think it's it's been PR for uh, Ezra Miller. Although, if anyone was hoping to get Grant Gustin to stand in his place for the Flash movie, this might be his best shot. <laughs> you know, and I and I and I've been going around the table. I'm I'm going to step in here a little bit. I just um, hold on a second. Um, we only saw a snapshot. Somebody's laughing about something. Nick made a comment about what you're doing in the background. What am I doing in the background? Well, someone, he, we hear water. So. <laughs> That's not me. Oh, is that Jason? That's not me. Maybe. <laughs> Jason no, I'm not. Jason's taking a uh, Actually, to be honest, I was washing some dishes so I can make dinner after this. <laughs> oh. I sorry, thought Robbie. I thought it was quieter. I'm sorry. This is what happens. This is what happens when you podcast uh, remotely. This is what happens. Everyone's at home podcasting. Wait, wait, that, that could be, that could be an episode stuff, of the right? new office show. Yeah, What's right. that show? <laughs> I'm doing my dishes. Um, now, the, uh, I want to jump in and say one thing. This video is only, what, maybe 15 seconds long, 20 seconds long. It's a snapshot of what happened, okay? Um, now, if... If 
It's serious. Miller should obviously be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, right? Because he attacked the attacked. Not, not even saying he attacked a woman. He attacked somebody, right? He put his hands on her throat, threw her down to the ground, the whole shebang, right? If it's serious, then he should be fully prosecuted. Um, I just don't want to, you know, because we didn't see the whole thing. We don't. We don't. We see this one snip tidbit, right? Like there was some. There was some talk that. Uh, somebody said that the there was a bunch of fans being very belligerent with Miller when he was just trying to come out, I think, from a restaurant or something like that. Um, there was, uh, you know, we only saw a small part of the whole situation. Um, you know, again, if, he, if this was serious and he, and he attacked her, yeah, he needs to get prosecuted, right? He needs to go to jail. Uh, but if it was just a couple of friends goofing off and, and fuck, you know, screwing off, I don't want to see the guy's career get ruined because of, you know, social media blow things out of perspective. Angela, what do you think? I think I agree with Nick. I think it's it's bad for him. I think it's bad PR. We don't know the whole story. We don't know if we're ever going to know the whole story. I'm, I'm reminded of the Jesse Smollett incident. And, you know, he kind of fabricated it himself but i mean the fact remains that you have a, a bottom line is a violent attack was caught on camera and now there's a million people questioning it and in this day and age everybody has an opinion we're four idiots talking about it right now and we we yeah. don't know the bottom line is they should there should be an investigation um i have a feeling it's going to get swept under the rug maybe some money's going to get exchanged somewhere for somebody you know I don't know. Um, I personally would like to see Grant Gustin elevated up to a movie. You want to get me to watch DC movies? That's how you do it. So whatever. If, if, if he's guilty, let the truth be known. If it was a playful act, yeah. then just don't have anything to hide. Come out, do a press conference, do a, a, a media blast, go on your friggin' Insta, whatever the kids are doing these days. And do say, a TikTok you know, about it. it. <laughs> do a TikTok. A TikTok. Wait, Rob, hold on. Oh, my. Um, when, how long did, when when did this come out? Like what, a couple of weeks ago? Three weeks. Uh, about three weeks. Yeah, something like that. I got home. The I fact the... that Ezra Miller and the the fact that no one said anything about it, I find really odd. The world's a little busy right now. Yeah. No, it's really not. Most of us are sitting at home chilling. So like, but how, I mean, look, you could tweet, I'm taking a poop, and in less than a minute. The fact that Ezra has it straight up said, look, guys, that was my cousin. We were just horsing around. Or, hey, man, she was being, a, you know, uh, she was being a real pain and I needed to smack her. The fact that nothing's been said whatsoever, I think, actually looks bad. I, I think everybody's talking in fancy lawyers' offices trying to figure out how to go. But, like, at this point, you should be owning up and being like, hey, man, we know what's going down. Uh, I'm going to get back to you. The fact that nothing's being said, I find very bizarre. The longer it's quiet, the worse it looks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's very, it's, like I said, it's, it's a precarious situation. Um, and uh, all right, Jason, what about you? What Honestly, you the whole problem that I have with this whole situation isn't necessarily because I've watched the footage a couple of times. Not, I didn't scrutinize it with a microscope or anything. But the general gist of what I saw the reaction was immediately 
was that pretty much the entire the entire community of you know the Flash, who are the fans of the TV show right now, are all sitting here going, so uh, Ezra Miller's kind of trashy. So why don't we just recast him entirely just to because right now everyone who's a fan of the Flash has been dying for Flashpoint to be made as a movie. And everyone's immediate knee-jerk reaction from Reddit was, oh, God, WB's going to use this to kill Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen as of so, yet. And honestly, I'm with everybody. The rumor is that they're going to go forward with, with it. The, I'm with everybody on the, yeah, like you said, you, they came out and they said, you know, from the insiders, they're going to do a Flashpoint movie no matter what. But then again, then it comes down to the other age-old chestnut everyone has of, why are you going to cast a Flash for the movie when in canon in the television show you have more than one universe you can use? Just use Grant Gustin. I, I think that would confuse people because they already did five Flash seconds at the beginning of the movie. Explain. Grant Gustin on the show. <laughs> I mean, yes, we have um, you know, so Barry Allen sticking wanna... his you know where into the timeline on multiple occasions. We can just easily <laughs> write that <laughs> off. You, know, you, you can write that off as not Flashpoint. It really wasn't. Damn it, Barry, again? Yeah, like, like, it got to the point with Barry in timelines that he had his own dad from another universe tell him no. Okay? So we don't use that as an excuse that they can't write... The, they can't come up with a 30-second way of going, oh, hey, all of a sudden he's here. <laughs> Jason, I'm just going to point out with you making the comment of Barry sticking you-know-what in whatever, Yeah, you just probably created some extraordinarily specific erotic fan fiction for somebody. Rule 34. Oh, oh yes, yes. Someone's going to rule 34. I know if this podcast ever takes oh, off goodness. the ground, some of the patented rants I would have about Barry Allen would go off in the directions we don't even want to visit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, all right. So I'm gonna. Well, I want to end the topic right with, Smart with idea. Uh, on a kind of a serious. This one topic, yeah, with a little bit of a serious note, right? Obviously, I don't think anyone here would condone domestic violence, right? No. Um, oh no, no, absolutely. And not. and like I, and like I said, if it is, if it's legit, and he actually grabbed her and did all that, he deserves to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Hell yeah. You don't do that type of stuff. I don't care if the fan was annoying the piss out of you. Um, you put your life in the public eye. That's what you're asking. And also, okay. it doesn't matter even. Um, it's like one of those things where, like Nick was saying, and this is the last bit I'll say. If it was consensual, they should have just come out on Twitter and said, hey, this isn't what it looks like. That's true. Like somebody should have you know, said, this, hey, this, this was, was just something me. that Ezra specifically This wanted. was just me and my friends. Yeah. We Ezra, were just, Ezra you know, this is me and my friends. We're just growing up. I mean – Conventions that happens all yeah. the time with celebrities, like the dude who plays Gus on Breaking Bad all the time, specifically carries around dull box cutters because he's tired of people, tired of people asking him to do the Gus mm-hmm. maneuver or try to box cut of their neck. Like if it was something simple, why didn't he just come out and say it? Anyway, that's true. That's now very let's good put point. this topic to bed. <laughs> Absolutely. We're so. Um, I'm going to say this. I think this would be the end of our part one, right? This went on for a long okay. time. Um, to our viewers, um, I'm uh, after this one. I'm going to look at ways to making our videos a little bit shorter, right? I don't want them to go more than 45 minutes total. I think we're probably about an hour at least for part one right now. Um, 
we're going to end part one and we're going to segue into our part two. Uh, our part two is going to be a retrospective about the Dark Tower movie and what we thought about it and how it relates to the series, which has been a major part of all our lives for a very long time. So if you're interested in that, make sure you move on to the part two of episode three. And I hope you guys uh, continue on with that. So um, for right now, we're going to say goodbye to everybody. Right. So you guys have a great night. I'm, I'm glad you guys joined us. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, they're just going to get bigger and better. Um, if you were watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have plans on making the uh, YouTube videos, uh, the YouTube versions of the podcast a little bit more um, involved, right? There's going to be some video there. There's going to be some uh, some music, maybe, stuff like that. And then if you're listening to this on a uh, regular podcast, you're going to still get the great content uh, that we've been giving out so far. So for everyone, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, you guys have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you guys want to say goodbye to everybody? Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.